The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In Discussion with David Gibbons is sponsored in part by Bowman Global Change. Specializing in helping companies reduce their carbon emissions, Bowman Global Change applies real science to real business practices to produce results. From designing green programs to one-on-one training to helping set up green action teams in your business, Bowman Global Change translates complex science in practical ways that everyone can understand and use. For more information or to discover how Bowman Global Change can help your organization, visit bowmanglobalchange.com. Thank you. Thank you for having me, David. It's always great to be with you, David. Esri, uh, can we start with you? Can you give us an update specifically on your, your current work? And also, again, uh, as we've covered in past programs, the conditions in Haiti as of today. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, it's, it's not very good news with respect to um, what has been happening since January 12th after the earthquake with Haiti. A lot of the media came and then they went out um, right before, um, you know, right after everything happened. Everyone came back on the six-month anniversary. And basically, all I can say is that right now, in terms of Haiti, we have... Let's say there was, you know, 100% rubble on the ground. Nine months later, how much of that has been removed? Only about 2% of it has been removed. There was a a big sort of um, uh, U.N. donors meeting where about $10 million was going to be given to Haiti. How much of that has been given to Haiti? Less than 2%. I think the last time that I looked at the figures uh, of all of the countries that were supposed to aid only something like um, uh, I think it's like five hundred thousand dollars has been collected from countries and none of the big countries like America France all of the Western countries have not given in whatever they're pledged during the March 10th meeting they have not given it um, small countries like Estonia and uh, Brazil they've basically met their pledges so um, so we're talking about Nine, almost nine months after the earthquake, eight months after the earthquake, 5% of the rubble has been removed. So 95% is still on the streets. We have 2 million people still on the streets. Um, we have hurricane seasons right now. They're living under tarps, tents, and sheets. And we're talking about being able to, you know, not able to sleep because there's mud on the floor and maybe an inch of water. Um, in addition to that, I, uh, within the last month, 20% of the people have been forcibly evicted from the camps. 
And I, I actually this morning heard from, from a person I was talking to, Haiti, that the NGOs are actually charging people in the tents for the food that they're giving them so that right now you have NGOs, especially let's say the top, the top five. The top five are like the Red Cross, which has collected $465 million. They've only spent in the last 20, excuse me, in the last eight months, they've only spent uh, less than 30% of that. So the rest of it is earning interest for their executives. Our records show that the CEO of the Red Cross is making, you know, more than $400,000. I think, I think I've, I saw a figure of $600,000 a year. So, you know, they're, in, they're, they're earning interest on $465 million, money that Americans, you know, open up their pocketbooks to give to, to, to Haiti for emergency, but that's not being used in this emergency. And so you have eight months down the road, you have these individuals, about $2 million. The official figures that they give is between $1.5 to $1.7. Our estimates at the Haitian Lawyers Leadership is that there's 2 million people on the street, that um, there's about 1,500 camps, there's no permanent shelter, and all the money that has been raised is lying in some executives' uh, bank accounts. So that's kind of the basic issue right now with respect to Haiti. Let me just break in here and ask, what are your thoughts on the issues with oil in the Gulf of Mexico. How, how are you looking at that? What is your perspective on that? The thing is, why is the United States in Haiti at the moment? Why is the UN in Haiti at the moment? If they're not removing rubble, for instance, with regards to um, you know, helping the people, if um, uh, you know, there's no security issues other than maybe you know, people looting, why are they there? And, and, and our answer is that Haiti has resources, and there's resources, of course, oil resources in the Caribbean Basin. We take that, we extend it to the BP, and the fact that, you know, they went so far down with respect to their drilling, and everyone knows that drilling causes earthquakes. So from our perspective, obviously we're asking, you know, what is it that these oil companies are doing that perhaps might have had something to do with the destabilization in Haiti in terms of the ecological disaster. That's an issue. I'm not a scientist. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the information, and it just seems a bit suspicious what happened to Haiti with regards to the earthquake. It seems that, you know, you have just this small area in an arena where the... Um, there's hydrocarbons, you know, around Guanaive, around the Bay, bay of Port-au-Prince. This is where the main um, oil is for, for Haiti. And, of course, like I said, the, the largest deposit of oil has been found in the Caribbean basin. And so far since the earthquake, even though we have a, com we have a palace that has been crumbled, we have been noticing um, permits being given for seabed excavation. And there's, so there's a lot of activity happening. Even though, you know, you have all of this interest in, in what the NGOs are doing and what, you know, the, the, the misery of the people, what we're not seeing behind the scene is those who are fleecing the people, the, 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 the resources of Haiti. I want you, uh, for instance, one thing I, I, I want to share with your audience, the largest embassy in the world, the fifth largest embassy in the world would, would be in tiny Haiti. You know, we've always said at the Haitian lawyers, there's a reason why that is. And, and when you look at the places where they have, so, so, you know, that we all acknowledge as American places where America has amazing geopolitical interests, Germany has a, an embassy, a large embassy, Iraq, Iran, and China. 
So we know that these places are conceivably, you know, places, you know, we have a war in Iran, a war in Iraq, and then Germany from back in the day after World War II has a big, big, and then China now with regards to America has a big embassy. But why would the fifth largest be tiny Haiti unless there were some interest that America has that's comparable to the other four uh, places? I've been running this program now for some 10 months. I've had the great pleasure of talking to scientists, uh, talking to people uh, who in the past have been uh, literally crucified uh, for trying to um, expose uh, the world that we live in, expose the the corruption. What is it in your mind that takes the situation that we have today and changes it beyond people literally going to the street and and up arms. It seems to me that we can talk about these issues until the cows come home, but it's getting worse and worse. We're seeing a large industry, we're seeing the corporate mansion, uh, particularly BP, uh, uh, further their interests, increasing their capital base. Um, What is it, do you think, that we can do, rather than talking about this at this stage, uh, but inspiring people through these programs to actually look at this very seriously and take accountability for the situation. David, i got to say, you know, again, this has been an eye-opening experience for me as an old-time journalist, seeing literally cover-up after cover-up with Haiti, with BP, why we've kept these two stories running parallel in our coverage is we do see a, an absolute parallel view. Last, since the Deepwater Horizon, a figure came out yesterday that BP has spent $93 million in advertising. $93 million. That's three times more than they spent in 2009. Now, why would you do that? I come from an advertising agency background as well as a news background. I couldn't stand the news because I, I found that the sales department was coming in and monitoring what I was trying to say as news. And I got out of the business for that reason. What's happened is we are getting reporting based on what the big corporations want us to hear. We're getting reporting based on what the government is not telling the networks. And people have gone into a, we're in a deep, recession, whether we want to believe it or not. People are working three jobs. Americans are working three jobs just to put food on their table, to put their children back to school. They can't, they're not even watching the television news. And what they do watch in television news, the print media has gone. It's all but gone, these newspaper-wise. Nobody reads or has time to read the newspaper anymore. So they get their, their information in an instant message out of television. And what they're getting on television is not accurate. So let's just say we're getting misinformation by both our government and major corporations who are doing business in Haiti. They're doing business throughout the Gulf that are exporting most of our energy uh, out of the country so we are, we are dependent on foreign oil in order to, to uh, run even, even the, the, the ethanol operation that is in um, uh, Iowa. 
the ethanol that is being produced in Iowa should be enough so that Iowa doesn't have to rely on any oil. But what is what is happening is there is now, I do believe, an awakening that is starting to happen with America. People are starting to open their eyes and see that what is going on is not right. Leslie, let me just ask you a question, as you are so well acquainted with Haiti. What is it that we should be pointing out to people listening to this program in terms of their failure not to recognize that any of these funds that have been raised have indeed not reached Haiti? How should we inspire them now to look at the evidence and jump in with with both feet so that this situation in Haiti can be stopped, that, that we can actually say enough that we can stop this paradigm that has been continuing for decades of uh, big business America or any other country coming in and, and taking these resources, creating billions of dollars and taking away the culture from countries like Haiti. What is the message, do you think, for people listening now? David, you know, I spend my whole adult life in this arena here. In terms of, uh, uh, Pat was just talking about how long he, had, he, you know, the reason why he left the mainstream media. I, I'm not sure that people, you know, I'm not sure about this whole big awakening, and I'm not sure I have the answer. I only know that for, for me, and, and, and the work that I do, I am compelled to do what I do because I actually believe that I don't want to live in a world where if people actually knew what was going on, they would turn their face away from it. Uh, so I live in a world where I trust that, it, that, that if people knew what was going on, they would want to say, not in my name. So because I believe that personally, and I want to believe that, and I want to live in a world where it's possible that if the information was given to the regular individual, they would not want this sort of world where you have big corporations have absolutely no sort of conscience about exploiting the universe in a way where it's destroying the universe, and especially folks who have absolutely no way of going from one place to the other, um, destroying Louisiana, destroying you know, Haiti, destroying just the universe and, and, and in general because I, I was born in Haiti, I'm a Haitian woman, I was raised in America, and I'm American. But I, I, I in both arenas where I've lived, I, I, you know, people are supposed to be, are good to me, are good individuals, you know, so I, you know, I have this idea that if they knew, for instance, that a, a large agribusiness like Monsanto's, who owns almost 90% of the world patents in food. Food. They're trying to colonize food. So that, you know, for, for decades and millions and millions of years, farmers, excuse me, I'm sorry, 10, 10, 10, what is it, 10, 10, 10,000 years since we started farming in terms of world history, um, you know, people have, have, have reused the seeds. And now you have these companies, these agribusiness companies, who are... Um, uh, modifying seeds and then, you know, earthquake comes along and it's disaster capitalism. It's, you know, poverty is a business and let's make as much money. They look at my children in Haiti, my young orphan children, my street children, my poverty-ridden um, friends, family, and neighbors as profit. 
as opposed to human beings who have faced an enormous uh, uh, natural disaster but who need assistance and, and, and so forth. So I want to live in a world where what I and you matter. If I knew the magic words to make it matter, I swear to God, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to swear, but I would say it, but I don't know what the magic words are. All I can say is to heart to heart to the world is that we have a system right now, and that system is destroying human beings. That system is about excavating resources out of the world, no matter whether it causes earthquakes, no matter whether it causes this gigantic gusher of oil spill. We have a media that is giving us news about this stuff that it has no relation to reality, but it's protecting those who are destroying the universe. I'm saying this, but I can't tell you that you know, people hearing me, are it's going to resonate with them, and they're going to go and say, not in my name, I want to live in a world where I know we're all interconnected, and I want to live in a world where it's not about profit over people. It's not about looking at a disaster and seeing how much money can I make out of it, but it's looking at a disaster and saying, this neighbor is in trouble, and, and what can I do to help and mean it, and it's not false benevolence. Surely we need to know that we are living in a world of predatory capitalism. And I would agree with Pat. I think that there is a huge awakening. It may be a slow process. It may be a fast process. My own knowledge tells me that it's very fast and it's growing very quickly. And situations like Haiti, I think that people have to say now enough. And this is something that is not being said in the media. Uh, to me, I have to say at this juncture, after 10 months of this programming, that the media are essentially cowards in not talking about the real issues, about not talking about protecting humanity. They are being sold out at this stage, and it, and it must change, and somebody must say enough. The situation in Haiti is indicative of a world that has been defined and directed probably for the last 150 years. I, I would certainly rebound there by saying that there must be something that can be done in order for people to wake up and come together to stop these conditions that are taking place. Because my understanding with Haiti is that there are two million people who are essentially being told to disappear off the face of the earth. That's a very coarse way of putting it, but it's, it's essentially true uh, with the way that business is yet again moving into that country, taking over the system, taking over the old agricultural traditions, defining what the culture should be when it no, has no right to do that. My question to you would be, are people in Haiti uh, recognizing this paradigm, recognizing that this is actually happening yet again to them? Yes, they do. I, if you, yeah, Haitians understand that, that, that those who said they've come to help them are, are profiting off of their, their misery. They understand it very well. I mean, you know, look at the elections they're about to have in Haiti. The media is all into Wycliffe and the celebrity sort of news um, as a distraction to the, to, to the real issues. Does the universe really care? I'm not, I'm not sure, because I remember when, you know, most people didn't think that the 
you know, war of Iraq should go on, but it's still going on today. Even though the world, I think, in general, was was against it. But we have a system where, you know, the world's vote doesn't seem to matter to these rulers uh, on the universe. It's, it's almost as if it's automatic pilot. Now, David, in my opinion, I think it's important for, for us to do the work that we do, which is to say, you know, we don't want to live in this world, in, in that sort of world where it's acceptable that um, people just should be allowed to die while, while others collect money on their behalf that is never used on their behalf. I, you know, that sort of world not the world we want to see, and so we have to, we have to do what we have to do, one way or the other. I mean, I, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing, what I've been doing. I have to acknowledge there has been this tremendous amount of death in Haiti right now, and that there, this is not just something that I can say is not happening, because it is happening. People, it's been reported, it has been reported by even the main mainstream media that, you know, the Red Cross, Catholic Relief Services, Care International, um, all of these organizations, non-governmental organizations, have collected money and that, that they're not spending it, even though that has been... May I uh, join in here with, with one thing? Our, our crack research department came up with an article yesterday. It's out of a website that is um, called theatlantic.com. We monitor this website and have found it to be uh, pretty accurate in the information. Uh, it's called the Atlantic. But it says, Lessons from Haiti, How Food Aid Can Harm. And what it goes on to say, it's, uh, there's an old Chinese per- proverb, that, proverb that they uh, quote in it, Give a man a fish and he will eat for a day. Teach him how to fish and he will eat for a lifetime. And the article goes on uh, to quote, uh, Bill Clinton uh, apologizing on March 10th uh, for his administration's role in exporting cheap U.S. rice to Haiti and undercutting local growers. According to a study for the Senate, uh, Center of Economic and Policy Research, Haitian farmers provided 47% of the country's rice in 1988. By 2008, the figure had dropped to 15%. It also goes on to show how the, the uh, NGOs that came in offering free health care to the many people of Haiti that needed it at the time, don't get me wrong, but needed it at the time, has actually put the hospital system in Haiti in absolute jeopardy to where hospitals are closing now because they are still uh, getting their, their, their help elsewhere and that the, the Haitian hospitals are starting to go under because they, they were also treating people at no charge and building up bills to drug companies and uh, various vendors to the place where the hospital system is going out of business in Haiti. And, it, and it's worse than that. So that's why um, when um, David mentioned the issue and you talked about this, you know, there seems to be some sort of mass consciousness rising, because I deal with Haiti issues all of the time, and because I've been here for 16 years, and I've seen many, many um, uh, hurricanes that have destroyed Haiti. When hurricanes destroy, for instance, um, uh, Florida, or when, when, when fires destroy ca- uh, California, it seems to me that, you know, people rebuild. In Haiti, what happens is, and you're correct, uh, what of the red site that you're talking about, um, on March 10th, 2000, that was it, 10, uh, President Clinton came out in front of the Foreign Relations Committee and he said, well, 
I want to apologize because U.S. trade policies helped destroy Haiti's rice production. Well, it didn't just help destroy Haiti's rice production. It also helped destroy Haiti's sugar and poultry production. Back in, you know, early 80s, Haiti has, you know, my grandmother, my great-great-great-grandmother, okay, they may not have had, um, you know, what Americans have in terms of consumerism. You know, they may not have had electricity. They may have had to use the lamp with the, with the oil, uh, uh, with the gas, uh, and so forth. However, up until 1980s, they, they had food. They ate. They went outside, and there was the mango tree. There was the um, avocado there was there was there, there was the rice, and they could grow their food, and and they could eat. In nineteen around nineteen eighty, America had what we call this sort of um, trade policy that Mr. Clinton is apologizing for, where they came up with this sort of policy where they said, "Well, we have a surplus in America of of of, of food, and we're going to and they 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 they, they um." couched it like they're couching what they're doing in Haiti right now in terms of this is for our own good. They couched it, you know, we're going to help Haiti by by giving him them our excess food. Uh, so and what that did is that Haiti is a country where one out of every two, I'm sorry, two out of every three people is a small farmer. So almost like 60%, 70% of the population are farmers. You know, my family um, um, in, in the area where we lived for almost 500 years since we got to Haiti as, as enslaved folks have had what we call the jardin. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an area where the family grows its own food, and then whatever it doesn't consume, it, it goes to market with. But in 1981, U.S. trade policies was subsidizing, or was doing two things. It had food aid and it had trade policies. Food aid is, is destroys Haiti in the following way. Food aid is where America buys, let's say, rice and poultry and sugar from a large agribusiness like Midland or, you know, the large agribusinesses. Not even the small farmers in America to help them, but the large American agribusinesses. And then they take that food and then they give it to Haiti as food aid. And of course, it under, it's free food and it undercuts the, the small farmer who has taken his excess to the market so that he can buy, you know, stuff like that, that he doesn't grow, you know, the, the kerosene for his lamp or, and so forth. So food aid destroyed Haiti. But in addition to that, and, and who did food aid really help? The American food aid helped the, agri, the large agribusiness who made a market out of this, and then, they, and then it, 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 it helped the, um, the American shippers because they had to ship the food to Haiti. So, so when they say they're giving food aid, a lot of times you see the American food end up on, in the marketplace, um, being sold in the marketplace, or, or it'll end up being sold in, in the Dominican Republic. So, and it doesn't matter. As long as they dump it into Haiti, it's going to destroy the farmer because they have to compete with free food. Now, they also have something called American trade policies where America had said, you know, well, you know, we want Haiti to be industrialized. We want Africa to be industrialized. So we're going to take our subsidized rice from Arkansas and we're going to sell it in Haiti at a price that's lower than the price of the American rice. And so American trade policies, whereas Haiti was had food sovereignty in 1980, today we depend on America for
for our food. That means we import something like 70, 80% of our food. So if, if food prices go up, Haitians can't afford it because most of the farmers, I think the figure is like 850,000 rural jobs were lost because of Clinton's policies in the 1990s of dumping Arkansas rice into Haiti. Now, what I want your audience to understand is, even though Mr. Clinton is going in front of the, uh, the, the commercial, whatever, the Foreign, Foreign Relations Committee and saying, Mio Copa, he's saying it, but there's no restitution because there's still the same thing is going on right now. Even though we have the earthquake, we have the, the need for relief, we have, you have food aid that's destroying, you know, in, instead of, this is, would have been the solution, is that if America really wanted to help Haitians, the earthquake happened in the capital. Most of the farmers live outside the capital. They could have taken whatever money that they're buying, the food, agribusiness food in America, and buy the food locally to the, the Haitian farmers and then feed the people in the capital. But they did not do that. They're still dumping um, American uh, subsidized rice and poultry and sugar, and, and, and you still have this issue. Let me, let me just come in here. I don't mean to interrupt. Let me just come in here, and you can continue. No problem. This. Pat O'Brien, yes. we have spent many months talking about re-energizing America. Would you agree with me, Pat, that this is not exactly our finest hour? We, we are seeing a charity sector that has taken millions of dollars of funds, and they're being held somewhere, and they are not reaching Haiti. They are not reaching other parts of the world. We are seeing an American public who is essentially turning their backs on humanity. What does that say about us as people in America, particularly at this stage? There's a huge I weakness. Don't, I, I, don't, I don't think that it's the American public that's doing it. I think it's these organized charities that are doing it. They, the American public, they, they just did a, uh, over the weekend, the tremendous flooding that happened in Tennessee. Um, there were ongoing entertainment to raise funds to be able to help the people of Tennessee, and that money went somewhere. Is that money really going to wind up getting to the people in Tennessee that need it? This is what the problem is. It's not the American public that won't give. It is these organizations that are holding the money for their own benefit. What I'm saying here, though, Pat, is that the American public, like citizens around the world, are manipulated to continue their lives, push back change, and continue on the premise that money is all, money is everything, and that's why they are not pushing back on the issues that we're talking about today. So would you not agree with me that it's, it's the listeners? Yes, they need to know about what we're talking about. They need to throw themselves now into these issues, save these people in, in Haiti, who they will come up, uh, one day to rely upon as much as they rely upon uh, people in this country and start looking at themselves in the mirror and understanding that they are part of the problem because they're being manipulated by the system and they're feeding off of it. Absolutely. You know, it's a matter, uh, I do believe, and uh, it doesn't matter to me what your religion is, what your God is, what your, uh, what your belief system is, but you've got to have one. I think we have lost our, our, our system of belief 
For example, America, belief in, in God, country, faith, hope, charity. I do believe these issues are extremely important. You know, it's uh, fool me once, uh, you know, shame on you, fool me twice, uh, shame on me. Uh, and, and I think this is the type of, of thing we keep giving, but we, we, don't, we don't see where the money is, that, where it goes. We don't see what the end game is and whether or not our money that we gave has done any good. I'm concerned that people are not looking more closely at where they're donating the money, where those funds are going to. What, you know, these, a lot of these are private corporations that you have very difficult time in trying to track where their funds are going to. I think we have to be more cognizant of that as givers. And I think we also have to take back our, our country uh, America in particular, and get back to things like the Constitution, the way our founding fathers looked at it, as opposed to this new progressive movement who is uh, literally thinking that the world is the environment. No, what about America? What about, you know, uh, what about America and in, 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 in belief in a belief system uh, what about talking about that as opposed to just donating money for the sake of donating? Get back to finding out the who, what, where, when of each story, which the media is not covering. Let, let me just return to Ms. Danto here. For our listeners, so that we are succinct with the issues today that they really need to start looking at, that they're not being presented with by the main media. We are looking at a complete failure, a complete breakdown of the charity system. We're looking at massive corruption. We're looking at a base agricultural traditions in countries like Haiti that are being destroyed because uh, food is being shipped in that is not long-lasting, that it will not uh, create long-term crop. Looking at those two issues at the moment, what would be the, the message to our listeners today? Where could they go to to look at this and realize that as much as it's happening in Haiti today, it could happen anywhere in this world tomorrow? I, I, I You know, um, and just looking at this particular situation, you have the American public actually came out and donated about $1.5 billion dollars. With regards to the um, um, charity system, um, as I said, the American public uh, did, um, uh, you know, open up their, their, their pocketbooks. There is something called the Donors' Bill of Rights. So if you have donated and you're listen, listening to my voice, Google Donors' Bill of Rights in your particular country, in, in your particular state, because it says that they are supposed to use the money for what they, what they ask you for so they said it was you don't use it for emergency for for this emergency in terms of Haiti for immediate emergency but eight months later and the Red Cross is is, is holding the money in so I think that's one thing people can do with regards to Monsanto's as I said before Monsanto's is probably you know it holds the largest um, numbers of uh, genetically modified seed licenses and what it did was um, I think it, it, it when I looked at their 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 tax returns and their various uh, profit statements they were they have lost something like 45 percent in terms of from what they were looking at from last year 
but they have given Haiti 475 tons of hybrid seeds, and mostly corn. For um, And the catch with this Trojan horse is this is supposed to be earthquake relief, but it really is colonizing Haiti's food. Now, you have, uh, as I was saying, Clinton talking about apologizing for destroying Haiti's agriculture and food sovereignty through the, the trade policies and the subsidizing of, of big business and, and so forth. But, but in, instead of having earthquake relief that assists these small farmers in Haiti, one of the things that USAID has done is um, uh, um, imposed upon Haiti these Monsanto hybrid seeds. And the reason why they're in a imposition is because, number one, these hybrid seeds um, are, are infertile, which means that they're not seeds that can be reproduced themselves. Those seeds right now, since they're infertile, um, it, it's giving Haiti dependent. So as opposed to sustainable agriculture, which is something that Clinton should be doing, USAID is giving us Monsanto's, which is providing us with these hybrid seeds, these, these seeds that are um, genetically modified. What they will do to Haiti is destroy the locust seeds because they're sort of super seeds, and when you when you plant them in your in your in your garden or whatever, they take over your other seeds. So seeds, for instance, there are organic um, that, that that do not require the sort of water um, and and that don't deplete the soil the way this seed is depleting the soil. It's going to be destroyed, and so that's why Haitian farmers have rejected these seeds. As a matter of fact, they burnt the seeds, um, but you still have you know the American policy of giving these seeds to Haitians and trying to make us dependent. So that would mean, you know, in, in India, the suicide rate for people who have taken these, these sort of genetically modified uh, uh, products, uh, you know, if you look it up, there's like 200,000, 200,000 Indian farmers have committed suicide. And this is what they want to bring to Haiti. This is a trend that has occurred over the last two or three hundred years. And it's not a trend, uh, in my opinion, and I am steadfast in this, that's going to continue any further. The way that people have to emerge from this in a changing world that is going to hit us quicker than anybody can imagine, being given the right to proper information. It is my opinion at this stage, after 10 months of these programs and staying fair-minded and uh, staying calm, uh, in the information that I gain from privileged guests like yourself, that we really are in changing times and that it, it, it's the accountability now should be sought from everybody in government throughout the world as well as all people. These people in Haiti, as far as I'm concerned, are important. They are as important as anybody in America or any other country, and we have to immediately find a way to look after them. The main media that we have today is tainted. It is not working. It has to be eradicated. And I'm going to be bold enough to say at this stage, and I can announce to you from November the 1st, we are going to have a daily news channel that is going to uh, complement what we're doing today. And this, this media is going to be an inspirational media that will touch people around the world to give them good information on what is occurring because time is running out. We have been going down this road for decades. We have seen the mass manipulation and conditioning of people. And unfortunately, the outcome from that is that people are uh, as responsible as those who are manipulating them and need to see that and to need to change their lifestyles, need to change the way they think and feel about people 
such as those poor people in Haiti today. We are creating a media outlet here that is inspirational and different from anything else that's ever been on the airways. And we want to make sure that people listen to this program now and understand that they have responsibility to change this. And for Ms. Danto, I hope that I can assure you, and you may, you've been on several programs with me, but now I've reached the point where there must be change. There must be change very quickly, and everybody now needs to put down their tools and step up. And the first thing that has to happen is that Haiti needs to be utilized as a ground-breaking example of how the world can be changed so that cultures can return, so that people such as those in Haiti can, can go back once again to a culture that they can be proud of, that they can be self-sustaining, that they can have their own crops, that they can go back to traditional farming. And we all have a responsibility to make sure that that happens. In saying all of that, I, I would say from a personal perspective, enough. Enough of what we're seeing today. It has to be finished. It has to stop now. And things have to change. Ms. Danto, in, in finishing up the program, what would your, be, your conclusions be for our listeners today? Well, I think what you're doing, David, is tremendously important. The fact that you have allowed me at least a voice so people can, can, can see something different than what they normally see or hear about Haiti. I think that you're right, that there's, you know, they, there, there needs to be more, um, David Gibbons in the world, the folks who really look at individuals and look at what's going on and say, you know, I don't, I, I want this thing to change. I want to do what's necessary to make a change. And I, and I think you're doing that. And I think that that needs to be supported, financed, and, 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 and made bigger. So that's one thing. And I think that your listeners should, should support that. And, you know, the only final word I can say is that, um, you know, Haiti has had an invading army of non-government organizations. These aided, aided, aid agencies are preying on the poor, and um, the U.S. And, and the U.N. have this self-serving sort of perceived insecurity in Haiti idea, and they're, they're using, like, private security firms to make a buck on fear. They're using agribusiness Montesanto, who's looking to make a buck with these poison gifts. And, and I think that folks need to understand that Haiti doesn't need food aid. Haiti doesn't need plastic tents. Haiti needs um, real homes, uh, um, clean running water, jobs, security, schools for their children. I mean, what all human beings want, you know, nobody really wants to live in a welfare state, and Haiti doesn't want to do that. They want sustainable agriculture. They don't want Monsanto's to come in and make them more dependent. They don't want U.S. trade policy to make them more dependent. And I think the more programs like yours, David, you know, give people the right information, because I believe in my heart that everyone, no matter what their color is, I mean, we all are one from one planet, one kind, I mean, one universe, and um, it's important for us to reach one out to the other. You know, the fact that you're giving me a voice and I'm going to people that normally don't hear me it, it is important, and I hope those people would look on my website, see the work that we're doing, and if, you know, if they're if they don't want the same world, then, you know, go to the Donors' Bill of Rights and say, you know, I donated to Red Cross, I donated to Catholic Services, and, and the, donors read, uh, the Donors' Bill of Rights says that um, they should be using that, that money for the purposes for which they ask me, and they're not, and, and make these people accountable.
then then this is the time to affect change immediately. Uh, the only thing that I would say in response to that before Brian closes us out today on this program is that the in discussion is for citizens of the world. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to everybody. It's a sounding board. It is a uh, revolutionary way of people being inspired to find themselves in the final days before we see a incredible change in this world. Pat O'Brien, you, you have my praise. You had said earlier that we do in part need to look back at those great leaders from the past who uh, directed our world like the Founding Fathers. I think on top of that, I think that there's people in this world who are going to emerge that will provide profound differences, changes, and views on how uh, consciousness, empathy, uh, compassion can be provided to people around the world, not just in Haiti. How would uh, complete this program, and particularly for the listeners, to, to go away and think very seriously about what has been said today? Well, Leslie, I want to say one thing. Continue to be strong. We're not going to forget you. Thank you very much. And, David, thank you. We're asking for your help. In news tips, we want to get to the truth, and there are so many of you out there that know things that we are trying to search out. We're searching through blogs. We're searching through uh, the Internet. We are turning the Internet into a news format, and we are going to put together a network that is going to be stronger than what you're going to wind up finding in your mainstream by saying, uh, complimenting everything that, that both of you have said today. Also saying that behind this, we have a network in World Talk Radio that is, to my mind, uh, one of the most evolutionary and most inspired networks uh, in the world that has supported this program with uh, hope and, and inspiration. And I, for sure, am grateful for that opportunity, and it is providing huge changes to the way that people have uh, delivery of information to their doorsteps wherever they are in this world. I thank you both for joining me on this program today. It's been enlightening. I wish you luck with everything that you are doing. And meanwhile, wherever you are in this world, for our listeners, I hope that you enjoyed this program. You can get information on this and any other program in the series at davidgibbons.org. Meanwhile, wherever you are in this world, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. David Gibbons in Discussion welcomes listeners' comments and viewpoints at its blog at davidgibbons.org. This programming is supported by organizations and firms in the private and public sectors. In Discussion with David Gibbons is sponsored in part by Bowman Global Change. Specializing in helping companies reduce their carbon emissions, Bowman Global Change applies real science to real business practices to produce results. From designing green programs to one-on-one training to helping set up green action teams in your business, Bowman Global Change translates complex science in practical ways that everyone can understand and use. For more information or to discover how Bowman Global Change can help your organization, visit bowmanglobalchange.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Tune into Inner Speak Soul Adventures Talk Radio Show every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, and learn how to let go of your past and create the reality you desire and deserve, allowing your inner communication to take place more easily without the interference of our noisy mind chatter or your ego. Inner Speak Soul Adventures with Gene Adrian, right here on the Seventh Wave Network. As a new era approaches December 2012, Evolution invites you to expand awareness now to become the magnificent creator you forgot you are. Explore beyond current sensory perceptions with host Doreen Agostino to align body, mind, spirit, and unleash inner wealth. Discover and apply universal success principles to consciously and deliberately create your life. To align with inner truth, shine light of new thought, and joyfully prosper. Tune in Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and the Grow Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Annie Arman, live. Teens, you have got to tune into this show and listen to your fellow teens. If you're out there confused because somebody is trying to put doubts in you, making you think that you can't do what you want to do, get it straight. You can, you will, and you will get it done no matter what. And don't ever give up because you're not alone. Don't miss Annie Arman live on Voice America, Wednesdays from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Standard Time. The incidence of autism has increased at an alarming rate. Approximately 1 in 150 children are affected by autism, giving autism the undesired ranking as the most prevalent childhood developmental disorder in the U.S. 67 children will be diagnosed today. That is nearly one child every 20 minutes. Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by Enzymedica, hosted by Terry Aranga, illuminates how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Autism Autism is treatable and given appropriate therapies, children are recovering. With well-known researchers and doctors, members of Congress, and expert service providers from a wide range of disciplines, Terry offers interviews and insights highlighting the progress in areas related to autism spectrum disorders such as biomedical research and treatment, communication, education, and behavioral modalities, sociological and philosophical issues, and legislative advocacy and insurance concerns. Autism One, a conversation of hope, broadcasts each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Autism One, a conversation of hope. Through education and conversation, there is hope. 
Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. The violent crime rate has begun to rise again. So what's more important than feeling at ease and secure in your daily life? With an optimistic perspective on a sober subject, crime prevention and personal safety expert Susan Bartlestone brings you the information, tips, resources, and inspiring success stories that will reduce your fear and restore your confidence. So stay tuned and stay safe with Crime Prevention 101 and Susan Bartlestone every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, here on Voice America. It'd be a crime not to listen. Listen for The American Advisor with Joe Battaglia twice every week. This is a live call-in talk show where Joe discusses the economic and political events that affect your investments. Joe's macro market calls have helped thousands of investors pave their way to a more secure financial future. As a bonus, everyone who calls into the program will receive a 1964 Silver Kennedy half-dollar coin that's been graded uncirculated. The American Advisor is heard every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel and every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Are you ready to learn all about NASCAR from an insider's perspective? Join Eddie DeHaan every week for the NASCAR Insider. It's an interactive look at the world of NASCAR from the drivers to the crew chiefs. You'll hear from top flight NASCAR guests that the other shows only wish they could have. Hear about last week's recap, this week's news, and more. Call in to interact with Eddie and his guests every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, exclusively on the Power of Motorsports channel. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Network. <laughs> 